Welcome to the God Culture. We are going to jump right in on this one without the intro music. Are we Bobo? Are we crazy? Can we actually claim to have deciphered the writing on the Butuan ivory seal as we do in the intro? Well, we do indeed, with all confidence, because all of these years, we believe the professors and scholars have been using the wrong language. They don't know any better. It's okay. But you and I do. You know, we read a book a while ago and have picked it back up again recently from one of our viewers. It's called Philippines I the Wed, which is a beautiful way to describe the relationship between the lost tribes and the ecclesia, the bride of Messiah as scripture references many times over. And we have found a former name, in fact, of the Philippines. This is going to blow you away. That is actually Hebrew as well. And we will share this soon. Not in this video, but one of the upcoming ones. And you're going to love it because it ties to all of this as well. The book makes outrageous claims that Philippines might actually be Ophir, maybe even the Garden of Eden and the location of the Lost Tribes. Hmm, can you imagine that? Obviously, I'm teasing. We love it, and we encourage each of you to read it, in fact, we w- and we wish to make it available even on our website in time. Uh, we will ask permission for that. But in the meantime, you can message EMT 144000. That's EMT 144000. And you'll find him in our comments section. He comments often, and we appreciate his comments and his following the channel. And they can get you a copy of perhaps a PDF uh, that you can read. Now, we do not agree that any lost tribes migrated into the Russian steppes, nor Europe, or even America, as we just aren't finding that. But we agree the Philippines does represent one of these places of the landing of the lost tribes and has a very significant role in the end times. And that really is the conclusion and that we agree. Knowledge is increasing in these days, and we place no fault on anyone representing views uh, just as we did previously and expressed ourselves even. Our, Our videos, no doubt, espouse things knowledge wise that we did not know two and five and ten and certainly not 20 years ago. We're learning. And knowledge is increasing for all of us. So may we all embrace that. Are the lost tribes in those areas of Europe and America? Well, they are scattered there and in every nation on earth. But the people groups who founded those countries have no origins that we can find or trace to the lost tribes of Israel. It's not like the Philippines, Kurdistan, and Isaiah pinpoints a portion of Africa as well, even. 
We'll vet that further a little later in the series, and we will prove that notion out for you, and you can decide for yourselves. Right now, we are completing our videos, literally identifying areas of the Philippines in which lost tribes landed and settled. And yes, we have found abundant support for this in multiple areas, as you will see. But no more important than what you are about to see. It took some time, but we have been able to decode the Butuan ivory seal. And we move this up in order because we just can't hold this back any further. We are not linguists, nor do we care to be. But you will find no linguist is necessary in this case because come along with us and we'll interpret this together. In Libertad, Butuan, probably said it wrong, the same barangay where nine balangay boats, which we already covered as long as 80 feet, were unearthed, the Butuan ivory seal was found. An ivory seal, stamp seal, associated with a shell, midden dated 9th to 12th century, was found in Libertad Butuan City in Augustan del Norte, southern Philippines, Mindanao. Inscribed on the seal is the word Batban. Well, we'll test that. In stylized Kavi. The script has a similarity to the Tagalog script. Well, the script does, but the word actually will show you it doesn't actually say that, according to scholars. Butban was presumed to stand for Butuan or Butuan, either way, since the letters B and W were frequently interchanged. Sounds sensible, but actually scholars have changed their minds on that. This is a Wikipedia reference, which is based on older information, and all of them are trying to read it, but they're doing it in the wrong language. Dated 1002 AD, the seal could have been used for documentation in trading, certainly. So, we know this is well after the arrival of the Lost Tribes, which was in around 600 BC, right? So, a long time after. The photos you see on the right side of this slide are actual photographs of the Butuan ivory seal. From Babinka, which is really good, by the way. If you haven't tried it, you gotta try it. They should sell that in America. Anyway, babayan.com, that's the script um, of the ancient Philippines. Hector Santos, who has attempted to access the seal physically, but it seemed to be traveling around and inaccessible at the time of his writing this article says, could the seal have employed two different scripts in use then? Postma, now this is the professor, he's saying that actually I believe has the seal, but anyway, um, the professor that is postulating a theory that the seal says something or doesn't. Okay, 
now maintains, so he's changed his mind, or changed the mind of what other scholars had said before, that the main symbols could read as Ibutban, distorted, or even as Natban or Pnatban. Again, probably murdered all those, sorry. So allow us to clarify they don't know what it says. That's pretty much what they're saying. Why is this so elusive? Because historians are steeped in the occult narrative, not knowing probably, and not the real history of the Philippines. They're missing much in context. And when you take things out of context, as we see with the Bible all the time, things don't quite make sense anymore, do they? We aren't blaming this professor, just those Jesuits in power who control the narrative, because they know better, and they do. We've proven that over and over again. We've already proven the Jesuits were well aware of many of the things we have offered up, as much of it is written by them. And then the controlled narrative kicks in about 50 to 100 years later, and boom, All of these things disappear. A whole people of lowlanders completely disappears from their vocabulary. No more. Now all that's left in the Philippines are tribal natives uh, who are still trying to figure out how to make fire. That's a joke. Are we better or smarter than they? No. The reason we are able to interpret this is because we have an accurate biblical worldview and perspective, and we do not view things in a colonial mindset. And we realize colonial narratives everywhere around the world are lined with the leaven of the Pharisees and outright lies much of the time. Now, we're going to prove that out further, but we've already proven that so many ways, but we're not done. We can all sift through this, though. Let's bring in our Hebrew alphabet chart. From whom? From the Jerusalem Post. So this is very credible. It shows the progression of the Hebrew letters over time. All of these columns represent symbols used prior to the Lost Tribe migration. So any of this chart could be used, and it makes no difference which column for that matter. Anyone looking at history uh, in uh, in a vacuum of, oh, no, no, you can only use that column, knowing that there's an historical precedent, precedence for using all of these, that's just nonsense. Remember, this is a small seal meant to tell a story or symbolize a family or a people in some sense, as all seals have some sort of message on them. You can see five symbols, three in a row in the middle, and two above that, just to the right. We do not enter this with the mindset that the letters spell anything, because each Hebrew letter, even in modern times, can actually stand on its own as a word with a meaning, multiple meanings many times. This is one of those beauties of using Hebrew on a seal like this. You can tell a story with five letters, and this does exactly that. And not just any story. 
you'll see. Also, remember, Hebrew reads from right to left. Also, this is a seal, which, as you see in the upper right, is meant to be inked. And then make a mirror impression as you press it down on a piece of paper or whatever you're marking. That, in the upper right, is a wax paper impression of the seal as it appears on paper, of course, in mirror image. So we have taken the image at the bottom of the seal and reversed it to its mirror image matching the wax paper impression, so we may have two valid comparisons by which to understand what this says, because we can know. We chose to face this in this direction because we saw a Hebrew letter immediately that we recognized, but we didn't stop there. It's a circle, so adjusting it to the right direction is critical. And we believe this to be the appropriate direction, and you'll see why. So, what does this say? The first letter is the one that jumped out at us immediately. C to the right, both samples display indisputably a Hebrew bet. But not just a letter as bet is an image, a pictograph. They use the ancient Hebrew pictograph image here, which in fact means tent. What? Now, we have covered the lost tribes who took the year and a half journey. They committed to a lifestyle of the Rakabites who live in what? Tents. Whoa! Could that be a reference to the Lost Tribes? Not perhaps if it was the only symbol, but it is not. Notice, too, in addition to the pictograph letter, having a meaning, the letter means family, house, in, like live in or inside. And What were the family houses of the Rakabites, the lost tribes who came to the Philippines? What did they live in? Tents. It all ties, but just wait for this. The second letter is a Hebrew block, Tet, with the T sound. We blew it up in the lower right, so you can see there is clearly a break in the letter in the upper left at the same exact place as the Hebrew tet has. This letter's image means basket, but this is not a pictograph. It's the letter which means surround, contain, mold, clay. Wait, you mean like the clay that was molded at creation to form the first man in the land of creation? We believe so. But we're not done yet. Let's look at the full context and the other three letters. Next, we have a letter which we traced out for you in the bottom right. 
it's a bit fuzzy in the photo, but you can make it out between there and the impression above. See the break in the middle of the top of the letter, as well as the way it bends at the bottom, kind of like a Y. This Hebrew letter is the Sadeh, or Sadiq. A Sadiq, in Hebrew terms, is a priest. We see that in Melchiz Sadiq, king, priest, priest, king, whichever way you want to say it. We are not equating this people to Melchizedek, so don't anybody go there, but just using the second half of the word Sadiq as meaning priest. The image is denoted as a man on his side, but we believe it is literally a man praying. Look at the bottom. We added a dot for clarification to the head. So that is the head there. You see the dot and see the form of the letter. He's on his knees with his hands lifted to the sky. But don't pay attention to that coincidence that seems to match the Filipino way of worship that Pigafetta described when he arrived because there can't be any connection there. Of course not. Well, maybe so. The letter can also mean wait, chase, snare, hunt. So the largest three letters in the middle row mean tent of habitation, molted clay, and priest. Hmm. Nothing to see here. Those don't mean anything together. We will prove they do. Let's continue. In the upper right of the seal, this letter is the Hebrew Lamed, meaning shepherd's staff as an image, and Oni. Look at this meaning. Teach, yoke, bind, toward. Don't dismiss that it very well may have all five of those things in meaning, by the way. So, whoever these people are, they are yoked or bound together, teaching, and they are toured. What? The fifth letter we believe to be a Hebrew pay, which is an image for mouth, but means blow. Wait a minute. What's this say? Scatter. Edge. What? So, is this group scattered to the edge of the earth, the ends of the earth, the uttermost parts of the earth? I know. We're just Bobo, right? Wrong. These letters are about as clear as it gets. They are Hebrew. So what does all of this mean? Again, read right to left. The Rechabites, who live in tents, in the land of creation, as the Zadik priests, where the scattered tribes are yoked at the ends of the earth. Wow! Dude! This is awesome! And concrete evidence, we believe that the lost tribes arrived in the Philippines, which we are about to identify areas, including this one. Notice the letter sounds are B-T, 
could be Butuan, maybe, perhaps, but why would it need to say Butuan anyway? That's a rush to judgment scholars are trying to stretch out of it unsuccessfully. None of them have proven that it says that for a reason. Then, it's Zadik and above Lamed and Pei, which we do not see a word or two words. We don't see this forming a word. Remember, these are symbols. Again, this is a seal in which they are trying to get a message out. And we believe they do so very effectively because many hundreds of years later, look what we can read this as. This does not form a word. It's a full message and a brilliant one, which ties to the lost tribes of Israel. Imagine that. So let's take a look at Butuan real quick, and we'll cover this more later. The name Butuan is believed to have originated from the sour fruit locally called Batuan. Seems we hear that logic often, doesn't it? In these situations, in these etymologies. But see, they don't bother to actually prove anything, especially what about the big question that comment leaves? Well, if Butuan comes from Batuan, where did Batuan come from? Well, they don't have a clue. That's why they don't say. <laughs> Let's read on. Other etymological sources say that it comes from a certain Datu Bantuan, a chieftain who once ruled over areas of the present-day city. Oh, now that's something. Who were the Datu Oh, just those claiming to have arrived in the Philippines as, well, um, lost tribes of Israel from the northern kingdom? Yeah, those Datu. Oh, maybe there's something to that. Oh, we're going to vet that claim in upcoming videos, and you will be fascinated. According to Datu Makalapai. Probably said it wrong. Butuan was named after his or the wife of Datu Balangsak, who was the Tinient de Barangay of the area before. So, either a Datu telling us where the name came from or another Datu doing the same. Pretty good odds. It's one of the Datus, maybe. Or a fruit which they cannot tell us where that name originated. Eh, maybe, maybe not. These scholars don't even do the slightest amount of proving, do they? We just read this reference, and it literally just kind of throws information out there and then makes you go out and prove it for yourself. And you know what? That's why we encourage you to do exactly that, but that's okay. We can do this. It appears to us that the origin of Butuan or Batuan is actually Hebrew. 
Batua. It's used in Psalms 112.7, meaning trusting or confident. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting Batua in the Lord, Yahuwah. In addition, Batua Yahuwah. I like that. Anyway, in addition to certain, one of the meanings, the word can also mean safe, secure, and sure. Wow. Does that not sound like the lost tribes trusting in Yahuwah God? Where they are safe under his wing. Now, this was named long before the Spanish came and long before the Muslims came as well. In a time where they were indeed safe and perhaps obeying his commandments at that time. This has been lost to many today, but it will be restored in these last days according to the prophecy of Yahushua, Jesus himself. These lost tribes will rise. And, oh look, there's a reference to Sheba as well, perhaps? Sheba Tua, divine intervention, or play it safe. Let us not forget Butuan may have belonged to Sheba, and Tarshish may have had the southern portions of the island of Mindanao, where we find a stronger, very strong Greek presence, especially in Mount Apo and Deval, two clear, distinct Hebrew words. I mean, sorry, Greek words. And let us not forget where this ivory seal was found. The same location where the Balungai were found. The same Barungai. Where boats as long as 80 feet were found. Oh, they were just unsophisticated natives. All right. Yeah. Nope. They were more advanced than the Spanish who came, but just living a humble lifestyle of the Rechabite, not attempting to build the Tower of Babel, nor the Great Society. Feel free to comment and let us know what you think, but we are certain this is accurate. We are getting close to releasing the next parts, projecting actual landing sites of the Lost Tribes. Areas where the lost tribes settled in the Philippines. There are 7,000 islands, so bear with us. This may take some time. That's okay. But we have several already identified and will begin releasing this soon. We are also about to begin part three at the same time, showing the African migration of the southern kingdom as well. Thank you for watching our Lost Tribes series. Please share this video with others and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to click the bell and view our website at thegodculture.com. Always remember to prove all things for yourself. Yahuwah God bless.
Thank you.